Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And good Sunday morning to you. Welcome back to another edition of Hennepin County Medical Center's Healthy Matters. Your host, Dr. David Hilden, is back in studio. Good morning. Good morning, Denny. It was a nice morning, a nice day, a nice weekend, hasn't it? Been? It's been At least just here. an absolutely beautiful weekend. Yeah. Hey, I, well, hey, I wanted to give a shout out to my friend and colleague, Sam Ives, for filling in for me last week. It's fun to see Dr. Ives last week. Yeah, Sam's nice an awfully smart guy, and he's a nice guy to boot. So I appreciate him filling up, filling in for me when I took my family to the North Shore. How was that uh, when you went up north? Just gorgeous on the North Shore. It was a little bit um, slushy on the day after Thanksgiving, and then um, so we went hiking and a little bit of it. They have about an inch of snow, and then it got really cold um, the next day. So that slush was that was your ice. Thanksgiving holiday. It, it was beautiful, though, right, right by the lake. It was, it was quite lovely. One of my favorite places. Well, we mentioned a couple of times uh, what our topic today was going to be, but for those uh, maybe joining us right now, I know you brought a special guest. I sure did. I bought a, um, a guy I've known for several years, but um, the first time on the show, and I'm really excited about this show because it's about arthritis. And I don't know what the top topics that people ask me, Danny, but arthritis is up there. It's in the I top, bet it is. top five things that people ask their doctor about, their primary care doctor, my knees, my my hands, my shoulders, about you know arthritis, joint problems. But it's a big topic. It's a complicated topic. There's so many different causes and, and it's a big it's a big deal. So I haven't had a uh, I haven't done a show really about it much until now. And I got somebody who knows way more about it than I do. I have Dr. Rawad Rawad Nasser. He is the director of our division of rheumatology at HCMC. And Dr. Uh, Nasser um, has uh, recently been up in northern Minnesota, but we were fortunate enough to uh, entice him to come back to the Twin Cities. Rawad, good to have you here. Good morning, David. It's uh, great to be with you on the show. I'm glad you're here. So you have been recently practicing where? Now, before Hennepin. So before Hennepin, I was in Bemidji in northern Minnesota. I practiced there for four years, had a great experience, and now uh, back to the Twin Cities with the family. That's fantastic. So Rawad um, did his uh, medical school in your hometown of Beirut, right? Correct. So I'm originally from Beirut, Lebanon. I went to uh, the American University of Beirut um, medical school in uh, Lebanon, major medical school in Lebanon. And then I did uh, come to Minneapolis and I did my residency in internal medicine at Hennepin County Medical Center. And I did a year of chief resident. And then I um, was accepted as a rheumatology fe- fellow in the fellowship at the University of Minnesota. And after that, I moved to northern Minnesota for practice four years and back to Hennepin County. From Beirut to Bemidji. <laughs> that's, a, you've got a good, that's a title for your, for your autobiography someday, Roa. Absolutely. I mean, the, the how web- did you land in Minnesota? Seriously, um, is it mostly for, for residency? Is that what, what brought you? I remember when we recruited you from American University of Beirut. So I remember that. But was that the reason you came here? Was mostly for your training or was there some other reason? No, it was mostly for the uh, training in internal medicine, and I matched with the um, program at Hennepin County Medical Center, which was actually my uh, my first choice. Uh, Fabulous. Training. So you're a rheumatologist, and, and listeners, we're going to be talking about arthritis today. 
But but Rawad, tell me what what all does a rheumatologist do? I, I seem to remember this kind of old phrase that somebody kind of has joints and aches and pains, and they have a bit of in quote marks rheumatism. That's not <laughs> a real thing. But what does a rheumatologist do? So a rheumatologist is an internal medicine subspecialist, and uh, he or she deals with. Uh, arthritis, as well as autoimmune diseases. Um, and we, uh, our major, um, our main, also we consider ourselves, if you want, super internists. Sometimes patients come to our clinic, we're not sure what's going on, and we try to figure it out for them. Yeah, because isn't it true that a lot of the diseases that you help diagnose and then ultimately treat are complicated and, and don't just show up with – there's not just one simple blood test to get. So sometimes they have a lot of different symptoms and it's a little bit of a detective work. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a little bit of detective work. And as you said, uh, a lot of our diagnoses are really clinical diagnosis. Um, so the blood test or the x-ray or the whatever test we're going to order might not give us the diagnosis. It's more of the symptoms and the history and the physical exam that can lead us to a specific diagnosis. Um, and um, it is a little bit dealing with uncertainty and trying to move our way through the case or to try to figure out what is going on. So it is a lot of detective work. Right. Uh, Sherlock Holmes type, if you want. No. Right. Yeah. You're, yeah. You look like <laughs> Sherlock Holmes. Or yeah. <laughs> no. Hey, so here's the thing. Um, I think I, I said at the top of the show that arthritis is very high on, on among the the complaints that people have for their doctor. So it, would it be fair to say that it's a, it's the, uh, the biggest chunk of what you do is joint problems? Absolutely. Arthritis is the uh, most common um, diagnosis we deal with, in particular osteoarthritis. Okay, so let's talk about that, the various types. What is osteoarthritis? So uh, osteoarthritis, so when we see a patient with arthritis in the clinic, the first thing we try to determine if it's inflammatory arthritis or non-inflammatory arthritis. And in the non-inflammatory arthritis category, osteoarthritis is the most common arthritis that we see in clinic. And osteoarthritis is basically wear and tear arthritis of the joints. So each joint is two bones and cartilage in between. And what wears and tears is that cartilage. And when the cartilage wears and tears, the joint space narrows and the bones come closer to each other. And then when the joint uh, moves, the bone hit the bone and the patient develop pain. And so so the, the per- tell me again, the purpose of in between two, two bones, mm-hmm. there is cartilage. Is the cartilage's job to – to smooth things out, to act as a cushion, what does the cartilage do? Correct. So the cartilage is uh, a cushion that allows the joints to rub on each other, that allows the bones, sorry, to rub on each other. It's like a cushion between the two bones, um, and it's vital for the for the joint to be flexible and to move in the range of motion that it was naturally designed to. Um, and that's where the wear and tear happens mostly. It's in the cartilage. And when that cartilage thins, the bones, as I said, come closer to each other and the joint loses its flexibility, and then the patient develops pain uh, because you don't have that cushion between the bones. Is that inevitable? Is it just a function of aging? So there's several risk factors that are associated with uh, osteoarthritis. One of them is aging, as you said, David. Uh, There's other factors that have been identified, including obesity, occupation, previous injury to a joint, sports activity, genetics, even female gender versus male gender was identified as a risk factor. Really? Why, why would that be? Uh, so it's an association that was found on a population level. We are not sure. Not sure of why. the why. Just exactly. we said that. that that's, so obesity, um, playing sports, trauma, all those things. A lot of those things are um, modifiable, but not, it's not so simple as, as that. So when, when, you, when you see a patient who's coming in and their knees hurt, 
does it help to do you tell them stop being active um lose weight and that's all we do or what what do you tell them to do right so uh we have non-pharmacologic approach for osteoarthritis. So one of them, as you mentioned, is weight loss. Weight loss does help. Does it help? Osteoarthritis. Yeah. People ask that all the time. Yeah, absolutely. It helps not only the weight-bearing joints, interestingly. It also helps osteoarthritis in the hands, for example. So losing weight helps uh, osteoarth- pain helps decrease pain from osteoarthritis in the knees and the hips, which are the joints that... That makes sense. Weight. Lose weight. Your hips and knees right. will be better. But hands and other yes. joints too? Yes. So interestingly, uh, several studies have shown that if you lose weight, the osteoarthritis of the hands might improve. Why? And I th- we think the reason is... Um, we are not sure why, but one of the theories is because obesity is associated with a bit of inflammation... That and, and osteoarthritis has always been thought as a mechanical arthritis. However, there's some evidence that there might be some low-grade inflammation going on in the joints over the years that is gradual. And we hypothesize that probably obesity is one of the causes of this inflammation. But again, it, it's hard to prove that at this point. Right. Um, it's a work in progress. Uh, but that's one of the theories of why osteoarthritis in the hands would improve with losing weight. So let's tell listeners if you could describe what a typical kind of symptoms of osteoarthritis are like. How do, um, what kind of, uh, what would people be experiencing that would be suggestive that they have that type of arthritis? Uh, the main uh, symptom with osteoarthritis is pain in the joint, and the pain is usually with using the joint. So, for example, they have osteoarthritis of the knee. Patients develop pain in the knee, and they have pain with walking or going upstairs or going downstairs. And um, when they are at rest after an activity, they usually have feel stiffness in the joint. So the stiffness is mainly after act- the activity rather than in the morning. But you could have morning stiffness too, mm-hmm. uh, stiffness in, in the joints. So uh, being on it makes it worse. I mean, you know, walking things makes your correct makes being your arthritis joint, pain worse. Absolutely. Uh, also, you could develop mild swelling in the joint from osteoarthritis. Um, you rarely would develop warmth and redness over the joint because that's one of the uh, indications that you might have more than just osteoarthritis right, rather so than maybe it wouldn't be warmer. Can it happen in any joint? You know, we always hear about the knees and, and hands maybe. Yes, it can happen in any joint. There are certain joints that are uh, more uh, prone to get to uh, develop osteoarthritis in. Uh, for example, the knees, the hips, the big toes. Um, Seriously, those, the big toes? Yes, <laughs> particularly the big toes. Uh, what about but, shoulders? The shoulders are less likely to get osteoarthritis, but still, uh, you, we do see osteoarthritis in shoulders, especially in patients who have inflammatory arthritis. Because if you have inflammation in a joint for a long time that uh, goes untreated, you could eventually develop osteoarthritis in the joint because of the damage from the inflammation. So although shoulder is uh, low in, 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 a, in the joint ladder, if you want, that right. you can get osteoarthritis in it, we do still see it in the shoulder. So my joints are hurting, my hands are hurting, and um, uh, I'm going to come and see a rheumatologist. I'm going to ask you, what do you do? Well, you know, how do you help diagnose this, and then what treatments? I think we're going to be needing to take a break pretty soon. Yeah, let's do that. So we'll t- we'll pick that up right after our first break. Sounds good, and we welcome your uh, questions either by phone or by text. Arthritis is what we're talking about today. Your questions welcome by phone at six five one nine eight nine nine two two six, or send us a text at eight one eight zero seven. Again, eight one. Eight zero seven. A few clouds. CCO temperature reading thirty one degrees. Good morning. Welcome back to this portion of Hennepin County Medical Center's Healthy Matters. We're talking about arthritis this morning, and if you have a question about that topic, we welcome yours again by phone. Six. There's a line open if you'd like to use it. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. 
uh, or send uh, the doctors your text at 81807. Thank you, Denny. We are talking to Dr. Rawad Nasser, a friend and colleague from Hennepin County Medical Center. He is the director of our Division of Rheumatology. And we are talking about arthritis. And yes, we will take your calls and texts. But I do have a couple of housekeeping things I want to alert listeners to. First of all, I've been gone for a week, but you have been checking into the blog. And the website associated with this show was just live with activity the last month. Um, so if you haven't checked it out, maybe you want to. It's called MyHealthyMatters.org. That's all one word, no spaces, dots, dashes, nothing like that. Just MyHealthyMatters.org. Click on there and you can read some recent posts. I did one that was extremely well liked apparently about high blood pressure and the new guidelines. So if you don't know what the guidelines are for blood pressure, I did a post about those. That is brand spanking new off of the healthcare literature. Um, I did a, um, another one. It just highlighted recent posts from the past year that were the most top five most popular posts. So you can read past ones. There's stuff about stroke on there. There, um, there are other ones about sinus congestion. That's all at myhealthymatters.org. You might want to check that out. The second thing, I know you're looking for something to do tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. And so it is um, flu awareness time, as you know, to get your flu shot. So HCMC is teaming up with um, the Minnesota Department of Health to do an online Facebook Live about the flu. And since I'm going to be not around, I'm, uh, I'm going to be um, hanging out with my good friend Bruce Springsteen this week. And uh, <laughs> since I'm not going to do often, though. I do that a lot. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm not going to be around. So I tapped on the shoulder of, of somebody that listeners know, my good friend, Dr. Megan Walsh. And Megan has agreed to get up on a Monday morning. She is going to be on Facebook Live talking about the flu with the Minnesota Department of Health. Um, Chris Aaron's been from the Minnesota Department of Health, is the state's expert on vaccines. So Megan and Chris Aaronsman are going to be on. It's at 7 a.m. Here's how you do it. Go to Facebook. Go to the Hennepin County Medical Center Facebook page. Just like the page, you know, just where you hit like. And then click the link about um, flu shots. It's at 7 a.m. Central Time. Mm. Um, Monday morning, tomorrow, HCMC's Facebook page and learn about the flu. And, of course, go to MyHealthyMatters.org for lots more information. Okay, Rawat, back to arthritis. You were telling me about osteoarthritis. We were talking about that. When I come in or a patient comes in to you and says, my hands hurt, my knee is hurting every time I walk, what do you do? How do you, do you, do you have to take x-rays? Do you have to take MRIs? And then how do you treat it? Well, we start first with the physical exam, and we examine the joint in terms of if there's tenderness over the joint, if there's swelling, and what is the range of motion of the joint, and that gives us a lot of information. And if we don't see any inflammation on physical exam, uh, we, the first diagnosis we think about is osteoarthritis. Uh, sometimes we do x-ray of the joint because it does uh, give us an idea of how ex- uh, extensive is the arthritis in the specific. Can you see arthritis on an x-ray? So you, you, what you could see on the x-ray is if there is joint space narrowing between the bones. You can't see the actual cartilage on the regular x-ray. So the x-ray helps us to see how much is the joint space narrowed, if it's bone on bone in the joint. Um, Sometimes we do MRIs of the joints in specific situations, and the MRI give us more information because you can see in the MRI the ligaments, which Mm -hmm. are the bands that connect the bones to each other, the tendons, which connect the muscle to the bone, as well as the cartilage itself. But not everybody gets an MRI, right? No, not everybody gets an MRI. A lot of times the diagnosis is just clinical on physical exam. Sometimes the x-ray supports the diagnosis or give us an idea of the extent of the arthritis in the joint. MRI is, is uh, 
is a last resort if we are not sure what's going on or if we're looking for uh, structural damage in a joint like a ligament tear or a tendon tear. So that's what your doctor means, listeners, when they say bone on bone. That's because the cartilage is gone. You've heard that term a couple times um, this morning. So what do you do about it? How can you treat osteoarthritis? So as we discussed a bit earlier, we talk about uh, weight loss strategies as well as certain exercises, strengthening exercise and aerobic exercise. Uh, and these are kind of the non-pharmacologic. Approach. It hurts though. You're yes. saying the same thing. You know, people come in, my knees hurt, my shoulder hurts, my elbow, whatever, my hip, my hands. And then the doctor always says, exercise more. <laughs> well, so these are – the but that's we, what hurts. Right, but these are things we discuss, but not the only things. <laughs> Obviously, for uh, pain management, uh, we start with topical non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, NSAIDs, um, which you could use uh, topically on the joints and has less side effect than the uh, pills. Um, but there's also uh, NS8 pills like ibuprofen or Voltaren, but there are certain side effects that we also discuss with the patient. But they're available as topical, which might be safer than the pill. Do topical things work, like topical NSAIDs yes, that so, works? Yes, so topical NSAIDs do work. There's uh, several studies that show it works, especially in the osteoarthritis of the knees. Um, also, in addition to this, uh, recent studies have shown that uh, one medicine, uh, which is an antidepressant, uh, can be used to treat a pain uh, from osteoarthritis. Um, so that's another new option on the market. Uh, sometimes we use acetaminophen. Yeah. Um, Goes under the brand name Tylenol, acetaminophen. Tylenol, correct. Yeah. Uh, uh, also for pain control. Mm-hmm. Um, now, uh, also, uh, we mentioned uh, physical therapy. For short-term treatment, sometimes we do steroid injections in the joint. Um, and So does that work? Steroid so, injection sounds more invasive. Does it right, work? And right. how long does it work for? Right. So steroid injections, uh, we don't start with steroid injections for treating uh, osteoarthritis of the joint. However, if the pain is severe, uh, it's a short-term fix. So it's not a long-term uh, Because aren't, yeah, it, aren't steroids anti-inflammatory in nature and osteoarthritis isn't primarily an inflammatory process? Correct. And as I said, there's recent studies that show that in osteoarthritis there is probably a low-grade inflammation going on in the joint, but it's gradual over the years and not acute severe inflammations that we see in conditions such as rheumatoid So that's arthritis. why steroid injections might work. And you said it's short-lived it's relief. How long? So we t- it's li- t- if it works for the patient because – It doesn't everything. work for everybody. Yeah, exactly. It might last up to three months. Um, and the controversy is about whether how frequent should we be doing steroid injections. Right. Um, there's another form of injection that we use sometimes, hyaluronic acid. Yeah, hyaluronic. I can barely say it. Hyaluronic acid. Oh, sure. there, that's an aside, everybody. <laughs> Go on to um, myhealthymatters.org. I did a post about injecting rooster comb stuff that's into your exactly knee. exactly what it and is. That's what, about <laughs> hyaluronic acid. Go to myhealthymatters.org and type arthritis. Exactly. That's rooster's comb uh, are injected in the knees and the hips. Also, although, again, it's, a, it's not the first thing we do. It's an injection we do if the steroid injection doesn't help and the patient's still in pain. Um, and again, it's not for everyone. Some patients do get benefit from it and some patients do not. So you have to consult with your rheumatologist or your uh, physician. And then ultimately, there is surgery for many of the joints. Correct. So there is uh, total knee replacement or total hip replacement. And, and those work, don't they? So they work and they're reserved for patients who have advanced arthritis in the joint and it's determined by the extent of the arthritis but also by the functionality of the patient. Mm. Uh, if mm. the patient is not able to f- 
do their daily function to be able to walk on the joint as they should do. It's very advanced arthritis. Then it's the time for surgery. Is it mostly knees and hips that you do surgery or can you replace any joint? So can you do shoulders? Can you do a wrist? Yes. So you could do any joint, but the most common ones are knees and hips. Um, obviously, with hand and feet surgery, uh, you have to be um, – it's really, really the last result because these are you know, very technical surgeries. But they are being done uh, for wrists, shoulders, hands, and feet. Uh, but the main uh, joints that uh, for which surgery uh, is recommended is hips and knees, basically. So we have uh, all the phone lines that seem yeah. to be full. Um, do we have time or should we wait you know, till after the this. break? Let's do this. I want to alert all the callers on the phone. We're going to get to your questions. We just don't want to shorten the your question or answer uh, for that matter. So we're going to come back. We have another half hour of the show to go. So all the callers who are still on the line, stay there. And uh, we'll be back with your questions. And uh, if you want to send a text instead, if that's easier, 81807. Thank you. We're talking to Dr. Rawad Nasser about arthritis. And thank you for listeners for your um, calls. We will get to all of them after the break. And um, I do want to remind you, go to myhealthymatters.org for more information about this or any of our previous shows. And uh, we will take up uh, um, rheumatoid arthritis a little bit after the top of the hour as well. There's a lot to talk about. We'll try to cover the, the greatest hits of arthritis during the show. All right. Very good. As I said, we have another half hour of the show to go. So uh, stay with us. 651-989-9226 uh, or send a text 81807. See, so temperature reading 31 degrees. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Hey, good morning. Welcome to this portion of Hennepin County Medical Center's Healthy Matters. Uh, Dr. David Hilden is your host. Topic today is uh, is arthritis. And for those maybe joining us a little bit late, who did you bring with you today? Thank you, Denny. It is arthritis. And to help us out, I have Dr. Rawad Nasser, the d- uh, director of the Division of Rheumatology at HCMC. Um, we've been talking about osteoarthritis, and we've laid the groundwork, and we have just been inundated with both text messages and phone calls. And so what I'm going to do in the second half of the show is really let you drive the show quite a bit, listeners, where we're going to try to talk about rheumatoid arthritis, and maybe I'll try to have Dr. Awad at least give us a little bit of the differences between osteoarthritis and rheumatoid arthritis. But I think what, I'd, what I'm going to do is invite him to come back to a, a show in the coming months, and we'll do a whole show about rheumatoid arthritis. For now, let's go to the phone very lines good. because very patient listeners have been All on right, the phone. Very good. Carla in Edina is first up here. Carla, what is your question, please? I thank you for taking my call. I'm 84 years old, and I have arthritis in my right thumb. I'm not overweight. I'm active. I walk. I do yoga at the Y, and I lift light weights. And when I lift the weights, I wear a weightlifting glove on my right thumb. Due to the fact that I have been diagnosed with AFib, I'm not allowed to take Tylenol because of my medications. So I would like to not have hand surgery in my future, and I wondered if there's anything I can do to prevent this from getting worse. Great questions, Carla. So first of all, Dr. Nasser, she's working out um, and is active and healthy. She's not overweight. I love it that you're doing yoga and weight strength training at age 84. That's fabulous. What else can she do? Um, And it seems also she's wearing a brace for her thumb, which is very good. And so a lot of times with hand osteoarthritis or the thumb osteoarthritis, we refer patients to occupational therapy. Um, and the occupational therapist can show the patient some exercises to strengthen the muscles around the thumb. Um, also the brace, uh, which 
obviously she's wearing. Um, sometimes we do uh, steroid injections to the thumb joint. Do you do it right at the base of the thumb? Is Correct. that what you would do? Correct. And uh, it depends also, again, on this, what has been tried, uh, the extent of the arthritis. Um, but strengthening the muscles around the thumb is one important aspect of uh, thumb arthritis. Tell me more about steroid injections. So, so if Carla were to consider that at the base of her thumb, does it hurt? Is it safe? Just a little bit more about that. So it, uh, it's a shot. So yeah. there is a little bit of pain just like a blood draw. Um, it, it doesn't help all patients, as I said. It might help some patients. It's a short-term and some Relief. patients not- walk out of there and it just never does anything. Regardless of what joint you had injected, Correct. it just doesn't some- help. Correct. Exactly. But I think um, seeing an occupational therapist, having some exercises to do every day uh, for the thumb, uh, that, that could help uh, in addition to wearing the brace. Hold now, that the- thought because we're going to go to – I want to go to line four, which has uh, another person with – Carla, we're going to keep talking about your thumb, but I want to talk yeah. about someone else's thumb too. Susan in uh, Chisago City. Uh, Susan, what is your question? Hello, Susan. All right. All right. Susan has got her radio on. All right. Susan had a question also about thumb arthritis. So that's what I, um, uh, as, as far as I know. Well, how about let's go, in the meantime, let's go to Carl, who's calling from St. Paul. Carl, what is your question? Uh, good morning, Doctor. See, I have a, um, my middle finger, it, it hurts. And it's kind of like an arthritis in there, both hands. And it, I get it kind of in the palm of my hand or two. And I'm just wondering what a person could do with that. And then I got a little bit of my uh, back on the left side there, down below. And then just wondering what a person could do for that. Right. I'm <clears throat> 70 years old, and I weigh about 202 pounds. So he has got pain in different fingers. <laughs> what could we suggest for him? Is it the same kind of? Is is that the same kind of advice? It seems like hand arthritis is a common theme here. Um, and so, what can people with hand issues do? Uh, correct. So um, for hand osteoarthritis, as I said, in addition to the things we discussed, weight loss, um, general exercise for the whole body, there is specific exercises through occupational therapy that can be done for hand osteoarthritis. Um, also, we talked about medications that he can take uh, to treat his pain. Now, um, he also mentioned low back pain. So I think weight loss is a, a, a way to start. Losing 10% of the weight helped improve 50% of the pain. Uh, in patients with osteoarthritis for about 18 months in one study. Mm-hmm. So uh, one of goal is to try to lose more than 10% of the weight. Um, uh, we mentioned about steroid uh, injections, but I think the first uh, step with the low back pain and the um, hand arthritis to make sure it is osteoarthritis. Mm-hmm. So you have to see uh, your primary care doctor or rheumatologist to make sure you have the right diagnosis. Um, those are the main Good. Options. I was going to tell Carla about your thumb and you, Carl, about your fingers. Um, Dr. Nasser here has talked about... about uh, Occupational therapists, we have those at Hennepin, um, and I bet you whatever healthcare system you does too. But if not, go find one. Um, I have recently had a conversation with the hand therapist at HCMC, and we're building this new swanky building in downtown Minneapolis. And what I was, I got to go, I take tours of it, and I saw the new gym where the hand therapist, they have a whole room for hand therapy. So if you have arthritis of your thumbs or your fingers and you have not seen an occupational therapist, I strongly encourage that. And if you don't have one, come down to Hennepin in downtown Minneapolis. Uh, One thing I want to mention about um, the thumb arthritis, especially in patients who are healthy, active, and they do yoga, uh, one diagnosis we see in certain patients is hypermobility joint syndrome, where the joint is hypermobile, and that can predispose 
Uh, what the heck shortly. is that? Yeah, so uh, we talked about the joint. It's two bones and then cartilage in between. And then there's a ligaments. Uh, that keep the joint within a certain range of motion. And in hyper, in a percentage of the population have hypermobility, the ligaments are more flexible than uh, other people. And so when it's more flexible, they're able to move their joints in ranges of motion that are uh, more than what the joint was naturally designed to. And so, Is that what uh, you call, used to call double-jointed? Double-jointed, exactly. Yep, that's what we call double-jointed. And that can predispose uh, patients to osteoarthritis or even some pain in certain joints. Uh, it predisposes the patient to trauma, either micro trauma, which is small on a small level, or you know dislocation of certain joints or re- recurrent sprains. Mm. Um, and for the hypermobility, it's also important to diagnose because it helps the physical therapist or the occupational therapist um, help the patient to strengthen the muscles or do certain exercises that help the joints, but at the same time not overdo it, um, so that you don't exacerbate uh, pain in the joint or an underlying osteoarthritis of the joint. One of the text messages here, I, I haven't got to text yet, but one of them talks about acupuncture and the, asks the question, mm-hmm. is acupuncture helpful for arthritis? Yeah, so great question. Um, there is no clear evidence about acupuncture helping arthritis. What that means when I say there's no clear evidence, it means either it's not been studied or the study didn't show it's efficacious. To, um, but some patients try acupuncture and they say they feel great on it and some try acupuncture and say they didn't do anything for me. So just to clarify, there's no evidence. There's no it evidence, helps, but there's but, also not a lot of downside. Right. Um, uh, you know. Exactly. There's no downside of trying it um, and see if it helps. I think it's, it helps certain patients. Yeah. My, I've had some of our Hennepin acupuncturists on the show and my take on that is exactly what you said. Even when there's lacking in evidence, that doesn't mean it doesn't help some people. Mm-hmm. And it is one of the safer things I think we can ever recommend. Acupuncture is safe. <laughs> Nothing's perfect, but it's safe. Absolutely. Yeah. So you might want to try it. If you need an acupuncturist or an occupational therapist to work on your hands, or if you want to see Dr. Nasser, the number is always the same at 612-873-6963 and come see any of those professionals at Hennepin. Let's go back to the phones. Ginny is calling from River Falls with a question. Ginny, what's your question? Well, my question is I'm one of the millions that has arthritis, and in the last couple of months it has settled. I have, I've been diagnosed with osteoarthritis, and it's settling in my feet. And I had x-rays, and my left foot shows the x-ray on the outside of the foot and up to the ankle. It was all white, and it's definitely arthritis. I went and had a cortisone shot because that was recommended, and I've not ever had good luck with uh, cortisone shots in the past with shoulders or whatever, and it didn't only last about two weeks, but when I, when I sit down and then I sit for a while and I get up, I have such pain that it brings tears to my eyes. I can't walk until I move the foot, and after I get moving, then I'm okay. I always feel it, but it doesn't have that sharp pain like when after I've been sitting down and I get up and I try to walk it. I I just can't do it, and I just don't know if, and I'm trying to stay away from strong medications. I'm just very leery of them, and I take one ibuprofen with breakfast in the morning and one at supper time with supper. Is there anything else I can do? And I do exercise. I do. I go to curves, and we're active. Then move around. Um, is there anything else that I can do short of surgery? I don't want surgery. That was suggested, and I thought I don't want to be laid up for two to three months on right. crutches. That's that's all really good discussion and questions, Ginny. Rawad? One thing I would say about uh, foot arth- uh, osteoarthritis of the joints of the foot is uh, to recommend an evaluation for the shoes. Um, there are certain shoes 
that can make um, certain types of arthritis or periarthritis like plantar fasciitis uh, help patients. So I, I'm not sure. Um, so one option for patients is to sometimes be evaluated by a podiatrist, which is a, who is a foot specialist to see if a certain brace or a certain shoe could fit the patient. Sometimes they do special inserts uh, or mold it to the patient's foot. So that's one thing that could help. Uh, the idea is to decrease pressure because she mentioned that when she stands up, uh, it really Would hurts. topical agents work for her? Because she said she wants to avoid strong medicines and she takes some, but she wants to avoid surgeries and, and wants to avoid strong medications. What about something to put on the skin? Would that help for foot arthritis? Yeah, great question. So we mentioned before topical NSAIDs. So that's one option. There's another topical agent which I didn't mention earlier in the show. It's topical capsaicin. Which, uh, oh, I always say capsaicin. capsaicin. Is it capsaicin? Well, it's capsaicin. It's from the. <laughs> it's from like the nightshade or pepper plants or something, isn't it? Yeah. Correct. It's uh, uh, a pepper uh, uh, extract, and um, yeah. So that was my Lebanese accent with the capsaicin. Yeah, I was going to say cap- <laughs> that was good. My so, capsaicin. Yeah. So topical capsaicin is another option uh, in addition to topical uh, NSAIDs, and you can use it over the joint. It helps a lot of patients. Some patients don't like it because it causes local burning. Sensation. It kind of burns a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that's the main reason patients don't don't like it. But it is one of the uh, medications we do prescribe, and you that's can, an option for her. Yeah. For you the might patients. want to think of that, um, G. We have to take a break, and we're yeah. going we're gonna to get to more of your calls and texts after the break. We'll be right back. Partly cloudy skies in the Twin Cities. Our current temperature reading 35 degrees. Stay with us. Uh, good morning. Welcome back to this portion of Hennepin County Medical Center's Healthy Matters. We're talking about arthritis today. And as you can see, Dr. Hilden, a lot of callers, many text messages. We could be here for a few hours. We could more be here hours. for hours. So what I'm going to do on the show, we're going to focus on osteoarthritis for the rest of the show. For those of you who wanted to hear about the inflammatory arthritis problems like rheumatoid arthritis and things, I'm going to invite Dr. I've already invited Dr. Nasser back for a show in the coming months. So look for that. But just in 30 seconds, just so for, for people who are hoping to hear something about rheumatoid arthritis, what's the difference? Right. So rheumatoid arthritis is an autoimmune inflammatory uh, disease of the joint. So patients have a genetic predisposition for it. And then a trigger happens during lifetime that triggers those genes. And those genes produce proteins that confuse the immune system. So immune system goes up in the body confused and goes to the joints causing inflammation, which is different from mechanical wear and tear or low-grade inflammation in the joint from osteoarthritis. So it's a... It's a big topic. We will cover that sometime in January or February, I hope. We're going to go back to osteoarthritis here. And here's a text message, uh, um, Rawad. It says, when I broke my wrist a few years ago, the doc said I would probably develop arthritis in my hand in the future. Why? Yep. So previous injury is one, as I mentioned earlier in the show, is one of the risk factors associated with osteoarthritis. So when injury hap- when an injury happens to the joint or in the bone around the joint, like a fracture, that predisposes that joint to wear and tear arthritis. Uh, the reason for that is also unclear. There's some theories that maybe the trauma to the joint triggers a low-grade inflammation over the years. Also, it does weaken the structures, although it's temporary, the weakening after the surgery, but long-term, it seems it might weaken the structures around the joint. Again, there's no clear-cut answer for that, but those are the theories around. around yeah, there's that. another text about that. It says, my husband had a serious accident many years ago and has had multiple surgeries. He also takes pain and nerve pain meds. He has onset of arthritis, which is not common in his family. Can a serious injury cause early arthritis? And I think that that's what you've just addressed. It, there is, it does predispose you or put you at higher risk for later arthritis, doesn't it? Absolutely. So injury, as I said, it can affect the integrity of the joint or the structure of the joint. And sometimes uh, trauma or uh, an injury can trigger an inflammatory arthritis by the trauma itself being the trigger uh, for the autoimmune disease. So that is a possibility too, uh, but it's hard to predict whether that will happen or not. 
Let's go back to the phones before we grab some more text messages. Uh, Will in Brooklyn Park is next. Will, uh, the doctors are listening. Good morning, doctors. Good morning, Denny. I appreciate this uh, being able to talk to you. Severe osteoarthritis in the joints. I'm wondering about how infrared heat like that from a heat lamp would uh, work to bring relief. I have been experimenting and noticed a lot of good relief. Has there been any studies about this? Dr. Nasser? Yeah, so that's a great question. Uh, the question we get in the clinic, whether should we ice the joint, should we use cold, or should we use heat? Uh, there is no study to my knowledge about uh, infrared heat helping the joint. But what I tell patients or what patients do is try. So I tell them, try the cold. If that helps, continue it. Or try the heat, like uh, in the case of, of uh, our caller. Uh, and if that helps, continue it. Uh, so there is no study to my knowledge about infrared heat for uh, osteoarthritis. It probably wouldn't but, hurt as long as absolutely. you're not burning anything. Exactly. Yeah, I think uh, if it's helping the patient, I would tell them to continue it as long as it's not harming them. Probably it's not. Um, I've said that before to people. Should you put ice or heat? Now, you often don't know. The only thing I'm pretty aware of is at the time of an acute injury, you know, you know ice, you're supposed to ice things down. But for chronic things like this, you're not the first doctor I've heard say, you know, try the ice, try the heat. If one of them works, it's pretty, you'll do what works. Exactly, David. As you said, in an acute injury, you know, you ice the injury to decrease the swelling in, in, in the area of the injury. But for long term, we always try the patients, try the ice or try the heat and, and see what helps and uh, continue that. I think we have time, Denny, maybe for one more text message. Do I think we? we do, sure. This one says, I'll, I'll grab this one because it's about backs. I'm, I'm 53 years old and I've had much morning lower back pain. Do you think it's arthritis? I'm very active and healthy but not able to do activities as I used to because of back pain, particularly in the morning. So uh, low back pain uh, could be multiple reasons. It could be the muscles, uh, a, mus a muscular strain of the muscles around the spine. Uh, it could be arthritis of the facet joints of the spine. These are small joints that keep the vertebrae at a certain level. So yes, it could be uh, arthritis. Uh, sometimes it's disc disease, which is a result of the arthritis of the spine. Um, so obviously you need to be evaluated by the, by the physician to figure out um, – what is the cause? The first thing we do really for low back pain is a physical therapy. We ask the patient to see the physical therapist. They evaluate the lower back, and then they uh, try to work with the patient for exercises during the physical therapy sessions and exercises they can do at home. Um, and we give it about four to six weeks to see if the back pain improves. Let's do one more. A 62-year-old female, 150, fairly decent shape, hard physical labor years ago. One hip in particular hurts and burns after exercising or prolonged walking. I had bursitis in that joint 10 years ago. Could this be a flare-up of the bursitis or is this a degenerative joint problem? Uh, for hip pain, uh, trochanteric bursitis or bursitis of the hip is one of the causes of hip pain. This could be uh, her bursitis um, and the pain usually is at the side of the – Way out on the side. Correct. Way out on the side of the hip. The pain in the joint of the hip is more in the groin or in the back, but mostly in the groin. But the bursitis pain is more on the side of the hip. That's an interesting point. So, so if you have your hip joint arthritis, it often hurts more in the mm -hmm. groin or back area? Correct, in the groin or toward the buttocks area of that hip. Uh, on the side, it's more the bursitis. 
Yeah. And sometimes they can come together. Yeah, what people call their hip, when they say hip pain, they're often pointing to the big bony part on the way outside. That's Correct. where your bursa is. Correct. Exactly. Yep. Good question, Texter. We're out of time. Listeners, I am going to try to do a myhealthymatters.org post about arthritis to try to um, – maybe I'll inter- even interview Dr. Nasser and put him on the site. That won't be in the coming week, but in the coming few weeks, check it out. Certainly go today to myhealthymatters.org to look at one of the 80 80- – Previous post, join some 50,000 people who have looked at myhealthymatters.org. You can do that today. Don't forget the flu chat on Facebook Live tomorrow with my colleague, um, Dr. Megan Walsh, and the Minnesota Department of Health. It's at 7 a.m. Central Time. Go to the HCMC Facebook page, like it, and you can watch it live. Very good. And next week's show is? It's an open line next week's show. And uh, so tune in with your general health questions. Very good. That'll be next week here in 830 WCCO. Partly cloudy skies right now, 35 degrees. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.